your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 501 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Just want to thank you guys for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. That song you're hearing right now is, of course, Leave the Lights On from our good friends in Pacifier. You can check those guys out anywhere you get your music. Today, we got a lot to get to. We've got a trio of New York Rangers on the COVID protocol list, at least as of Monday morning. They are Patrick Nemeth, who we already knew about, uh, also Alex Georgiev and Ryan Lindgren. So we're going to talk about you know, what the Rangers can do as kind of a uh, backup plan here, so to speak, uh, given that it seems likely that these guys will probably miss the next game, which is Wednesday against the Florida Panthers, which will also be the Rangers' first game in 12 days. Puck drops at 7 p.m. Uh, in Florida on the road for that one. And uh, it's just going to be nice to see some Ranger hockey. But we also have to talk about the NHL bringing back the taxi squad and basically what this is. It allows all NHL teams to carry a maximum of six additional players. And basically, if there's a situation where multiple players are out of the lineup due to COVID, uh, these players on the taxi squad can be placed into the lineup uh, at a moment's notice, basically. And they can just go on to the NHL roster and play in whatever game they need to play on. So obviously, uh, the NHL making a plan for how to deal with COVID going forward. I mean, obviously, in a best-case scenario, everything would kind of get back under control and we wouldn't have so many players and just so many people in general uh, getting COVID. Uh, Again, I'm no expert on COVID and how it spreads and all the different variants and everything like that, but obviously it's continuing to wreak havoc and, you know, we just keep our fingers crossed. uh, First and foremost, that everybody's staying healthy out there. And secondly, that, you know, the NHL season can continue uh, and not at the expense of the safety of the players, coaches, and fans, and everybody having anything to do with NHL hockey games. Uh, So there's that. We also want to talk a little bit about The World Juniors, they are now underway. They got underway on Sunday. The United States and Canada each win their respective games. I mention this because most of the listeners of this podcast happen to be either from the United States or from Canada. So we'll talk about uh, that a little bit as well. And we've also got a total of four New York Rangers participating in the World Juniors tournament. So we'll talk about those guys as well. Two of them are back from last season, uh, but we'll get to all that. But first, we got to talk about the Rangers. And once again, this trio of players, Patrick Nemeth, Alex Georgiev, Ryan Lindgren, all on the COVID protocol list. Uh, Again, we already knew about Patrick Nemeth. Georgiev and Lindgren are new additions since the last time that we talked. And as of now, uh, the Rangers... Wednesday night road clash with the Florida Panthers is still on. We'll keep an eye on that as well, but it sounds like the Rangers and Panthers will indeed play that game. It'll be nice to see some Ranger hockey, but you know, given that this trio of players is out on the COVID protocol list, we need to come up with kind of a plan for the Rangers and what they can do to try to uh, make up for the loss of all three of these players. First and foremost, all the best to those three players. Uh, fingers crossed for a speedy recovery there. We'll start with Patrick Nemeth because he was the one that we knew about, you know, before uh, Alex Georgiev and Ryan Lindgren were also added to the COVID protocol list. So there's a part of me, you know, you hear that Patrick Nemeth is going to be going on the COVID protocol list. And there's a part of me that in my head, I start saying Zach Jones, Zach Jones, because as soon as I hear that one of the Ranger main six defensemen is not going to be available for any given game due to 
uh, COVID or anything else, really, you know, that's kind of my first instinct. I like what I saw from Zach Jones last season. I realized he only played a handful of games with the Rangers. I believe 10 was the final tally, but I thought he looked pretty poised for a young defenseman. And it's not as if the Rangers have had any qualms about putting young defensemen on the ice on their NHL team. We saw it with Adam Fox. That worked out okay, don't you guys think? Uh, we saw it with Ryan Lindgren. That's worked out great as well. We saw it with Ke'Andre Miller. He's done a great job. We saw it with Libor Hayek. We, we're seeing it right now with Niels Lundqvist. The Rangers have no issues with a little trial by fire for their young defensemen. And so I don't want to hear any excuse about how, oh, well, Zach Jones is young. He needs more seasoning, this, that, and the other thing. I mean, he was a former third-round draft pick. He showed pretty well for himself in limited experience with the Rangers last season. He's done a great job for the Hartford Wolfpack so far this season. By all accounts, you know, if you just go by the Ranger business model, so to speak, and how they operate, there's no reason to think that Zach Jones uh, is not at least an option. Now, while I would personally like to see Zach Jones called up, you know, after hearing that Patrick Nemeth was going to go on the COVID protocol list, and I should also mention real quick that Zach Jones is over the minor lower body injury that he sustained a couple of weeks back, right in the middle of December there. As much as I would like to see Zach Jones Based on how the Rangers have done things this season, I didn't get the feeling that that would be the move for the Rangers. And thus far, at least as of this recording on Monday here, Monday morning, Zach Jones has not been called up to the New York Rangers. And I kind of just had the feeling that they would end up going with Libor Hayek. Not that there's anything terribly wrong with that. I mean, Hayek played in some games last season, a good chunk of games, in fact, did okay, and uh, has played in a quartet of games with the Rangers this season. But I don't know. I mean, I, I just feel like there's an opportunity there for the Rangers to give Zach Jones a chance. And if Zach Jones comes up and he exceeds expectations, then maybe he gets to stick around a little bit. And I realize that if that were to happen, it could create a little bit of a logjam because when everybody's healthy on the blue line for the Rangers, you've got Fox, Lindgren, Miller, Truba, Nemeth, Lundqvist, and Jones. So that's seven guys for six spots. But you know what? That falls under the good problem to have category that we talk about every so often on here. If you've got seven defensemen that you're feeling good about, then... I don't see where that's really a problem. And look, if Jones goes out there and absolutely kills it, then maybe Nils Lundqvist gets sent down. And I'm not campaigning against Nils Lundqvist. It's nothing against him or anything like that. I just like what I saw from Zach Jones last season. I'd like to see what he has uh, at some point this season as well. Um, so again, you know, if Zach Jones were to get called up, get the opportunity, if it works out and he plays great, then that's awesome. And if it doesn't, then he goes right back down to the minors like he was probably going to anyway. And as far as the other options, I mean, if you don't call up Zach Jones to replace Patrick Nemeth, then you have to go with either Libor Hayek or Jared Tenorti. Jared Tenorti, I mean, we're kind of seeing why he's mostly just been, you know, kind of a seventh defenseman throughout his NHL career. And with Hayek, you know, I do think he's a little bit better than Ranger fans tend to give him credit for. I feel like two years ago when Hayek was on the Rangers, he really struggled. He played quite a bit better this past season and has looked all right in the four games that he's played for the Rangers this season as well. I think sometimes... Not all Ranger fans, but a certain amount of Ranger fans are convinced that he's still the exact same player that he was two years ago, whereas I think that he's gotten a little bit better since then. But still, you know, you're missing not only Patrick Nemeth, but now you're missing Ryan Lindgren. So you've got two of your top six defensemen out, and I think if you weren't going to call up Zach Jones to replace Patrick Nemeth, then you should call up Zach Jones to replace either Patrick Nemeth or Ryan Lindgren. This is not a situation where, well, you know, we can just plug Leroy Hayek into the lineup for a few games, and he'll do okay, and this, that, and the other thing. You're now down two of probably your top five best defensemen. To me, you got to swing a little bit more for the fences. You got to aim a little bit higher than throwing Jared Tenorti and Libor Hayek out there, both in the starting lineup on Wednesday night, which is what I feel like the Rangers are probably going to end up doing here. If Ryan Lindgren and Patrick Nemeth both end up missing this Wednesday night clash against the Panthers, then I just have this gut feeling that we're not going to see Zach Jones. They're going to go with Tenorti 
and Hayek in their places, and I just feel like that would be a mistake. I have a hard time believing that Zach Jones, as he is right now, would not immediately be an upgrade on Jared Tenorti and would probably be uh, a little bit of an upgrade on Libor Hayek as well. And certainly, I think when you look at Zach Jones and what he did in a small sample size last season, what he's done with the AHL Hartford Wolfpack so far this season, I think that he's probably an upgrade on either or both of those players. So I would love to see Zach Jones. We'll wait and see if that's how the Rangers end up going into Florida on Wednesday. And of course, you never know what can happen with this. It feels like there are players added to the COVID protocol list across the league on a seemingly, you know, minute-to-minute basis almost. I mean, there's so many players that are on the list right now, and obviously you keep your fingers crossed that this is it for the Rangers. It will just be these three players. But if the Rangers do have to go without Patrick Nemeth and Ryan Lindgren on Wednesday's game against the Panthers or maybe even beyond that, I got to see Zach Jones in this Ranger lineup. I mean, that's, that's kind of where I'm at with the whole situation. I know there's some Ranger fans who probably feel the same way. Um, as far as Alex Georgiev being out of the lineup, I think this one's pretty self-explanatory. You probably call up Keith Kincaid to the Rangers, and you let him back up Igor Shesterkin. Igor hasn't played in a long time. Of course, he was out with the injury, and then the Rangers themselves have not played in 12 days. So I think for sure, Igor Shesterkin will start on Wednesday against the Panthers. The Rangers then play again on Friday against the Tampa Bay Lightning. If you're looking to ease Igor Shesterkin back into the lineup a little bit, then maybe Keith Kincaid starts that game against Tampa Bay, although that is a pretty tall order. And going up against a team like Tampa Bay, I think you want your franchise goalie out there. But yeah, we'll see what Kincaid can do. Obviously, uh, it certainly seems like he will be the backup uh, for the New York Rangers for the foreseeable future here, at least until Alex Georgiev can get back into the lineup. And we'll continue talking about all this, and we'll get to the World Juniors in just a second as well. But first, I just wanted to let you guys know, today's episode of Locked on New York Rangers is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline has you covered this holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march through the college bowl season and the pro football playoffs. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. So don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available. Bet online where the game starts. All right, and just wanted to thank everybody, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. And uh, just in case I didn't completely specify a second ago when we were talking about, obviously, the Rangers defenseman dilemma with both Ryan Lindgren and Patrick Nemeth being in COVID protocol, the two guys that I would choose to kind of replace them in the lineup would be Zach Jones and Libor Hayek. I would leave Jared Tenorti uh, as a healthy scratch. I know he had a conditioning assignment with the Wolfpack, but I think he's back to his usual healthy scratch role with the New York Rangers, or he will be uh, in Wednesday's game against the Panthers. But those are the two guys I would roll with uh, going into the game against Florida. And you just keep your fingers crossed that the Rangers can, uh, you know, hold down the four on the blue line. It, it's tough to be without certainly Lingren and also Nemeth to a lesser extent, but I'd like to see Zach Jones get a chance, make the best out of a bad situation, give the kid another opportunity on the NHL team. And as far as Libor Hayek, I, th- I think he's been fine. You know, again, he's only played four games with the Rangers this season. I think he can get by with Libor Hayek as, you know, kind of your sixth defenseman. Um, but shifting gears here, we're going to go to the World Juniors. And the Rangers, as I mentioned in the intro, have four players participating in the World Junior Tournament, which is now underway. Again, it is Monday morning as I'm recording this. Team Canada is 1-0. Team USA is 1-0. By the time anybody hears this, there will be uh, some more World Junior games that would have taken place. There are four games on the docket on Monday. 
And then the United States and Canada both play in separate games on Tuesday. So those games will not have aired by the time that this episode is available. But anyway... We've got two players on the New York Rangers playing for Team Canada in the World Juniors. That would be Will Cooley and Dylan Garand. They both played in Canada's tournament opening preliminary game against the Czechs and won 6-3. Dylan Garand started in net for Canada, had a rough start, and then kind of settled down a little bit, got the win. We'll talk about that in a second. We've also got one New York Ranger playing for the United States. Uh, that would be Brett Berard. He is playing in his second consecutive World Juniors tournament here. And of course, he was a member of the United States team that won the gold medal last season. The United States held off Slovakia in its first game 3-2. They were up 3 nothing going into the third period and uh, just kind of barely held on at the end there for the 3-2 victory. I should also mention, by the way, we talked about Dylan Garand just a second ago. He also is playing in his second World Juniors. Uh, Cooley is playing in his first World Juniors. He's also for Team Canada. And then we've also got one more player from the New York Rangers playing for Team Finland, and he is also making his first appearance in the World Juniors tournament, and that would be Kali Vaisanen. Uh, Finland defeated Germany in its first game of the tournament by a score of 3-1. to And by the time this episode drops, as I mentioned just a second ago, Finland will have played its second game. They're going up against Austria on Monday. So we'll talk about everything as it continues to develop in this tournament here. Obviously, the Rangers are going to be the main focus, you know, the Ranger team, but then also when we talk about this tournament, we'll kind of hone in on the four players that are representing the New York Rangers in this competition. But again, just to kind of give you guys an overview of who these guys are and, you know, when did the Rangers take them? How did they come to be Rangers? What's kind of the um, scouting report on some of these guys? How do they project to the NHL? You know, will they eventually be NHL players? What kind of players would they be? All that good stuff. We might as well just go ahead and dive right into it. Go player by player here. Uh, first, you got Will Cooley, a 19-year-old left winger. The Rangers drafted him in the second round of the 2020 NHL draft. He went number 60 overall. And some of you might remember, Will Cooley really kind of turned some heads during the Ranger rookie camp this past offseason, played a really physical brand of hockey, chipped in offensively as well in some of the scrimmages that the Ranger rookies had, you know, during the offseason there. But he's a big kid, six foot four, 209 pounds, and he's having uh, just a whale of a season as the captain of the Windsor Spitfires of the OHL. In 22 games, he has scored 18 goals and notched seven assists. So he's got 25 points in 22 games, once again, for the Windsor Spitfires of the OHL. He is also a plus nine in that time. And coming into the draft going into 2020, widely regarded as having one of the best shots of any player in that draft class. So the Rangers are definitely high on Cooley, and I think it's great that he's getting to participate in this tournament. I think it can only help. And if you're a player, a young player, you know, you're a teenager, and you have this opportunity to represent your country in this great world competition, you can win a gold medal. I don't see any reason why you wouldn't want to do it. And Cooley, uh, you know, didn't do a whole lot in Canada's tournament opening win. He only played 11 minutes and 10 seconds, also had two shots and was an even plus minus. But again, uh, invaluable experience for somebody that once again, the Rangers are very high on and somebody that, you know, somewhere down the line, I I think we eventually do see him uh, suiting up for the New York Rangers. Again, a second round draft pick. You don't pick people in the second round if you don't have some pretty significant plans for them. And you never know. I mean, prospects get traded and things like that. But I I think there's a pretty decent chance that we eventually see Will Cooley as a New York Ranger, given his draft status and given what he's shown so far. Uh, And then, speaking of Canada, 
We turn our attention to Dylan Garand. He was named the starting goalie for Canada's first preliminary game after Canada's other goalie had a tough time in the warm-up game. All of these teams participating in the World Juniors basically had a preliminary game to the preliminary round. I don't remember the exact verbiage that was used, but basically it was an exhibition game, had no bearing in the standings of the actual World Juniors. It was just a kind of, it was a preseason game for the tournament, basically. But Dylan Garand gets the call for Canada's first preliminary game. Uh, Garand, 19 years old, another member of the Ranger draft class of 2020. He was taken in the fourth round, went number 103 overall. And as we mentioned a minute ago, Garand actually played with Canada at last year's World Juniors. He appeared in just one game stopped four or five shots, won the silver medal as a member of Team Canada, but it's looking like he might have a much, much more significant role for himself this time around, once again, starting Canada's first preliminary contest. And he was having, prior to this tournament, a heck of a season with the Kamloops Blazers of the WHL. Uh, he's appeared in 19 games there. He has a 185 goals against average, a 932 save percentage, two shutouts, and a record of 15-4. and four. And he had similar success last year with Cam Loops. And in fact, he's played with them for five years and has more or less dominated the WHL while he's been there. But it was not all smooth sailing for Garand and Canada's opener on Sunday. He got off to a rough start, gives up three goals in the first period. I was kind of nervous that they were going to yank him out of the game because at least the final two of the three goals that he surrendered were of the soft variety. And as a result of this, Canada was in a 3-1 hole in the first period. But Canada being Canada, they come back. They tie the game at three. By the end of the first, they go on to a 6-3 to three victory. So Garand seemingly settled down as the game progressed, but at the same time, uh, probably also worth mentioning that he didn't really face that many shots. He ends up stopping 14 of the 17 shots that he faced. That was enough to get the win, but it's going to be very, very interesting to keep track of Canada's goalie situation throughout the preliminaries here. It doesn't seem like they have a clear-cut, dominant starting goalie. Uh, for, for as great of a team as they have, they do seem to have some question marks there. And, you know, sometimes in these preliminary games, you see teams kind of use this almost as a, a bit of an open tryout as far as who's going to be the starting goalie once you get into the knockout rounds, you know, the round of uh, eight, the, the quarterfinals. Once you get through the preliminaries and the round robin portion of this tournament, uh, the top eight teams of the 10 move on to single elimination games. And uh, at that point, you're obviously going to be going with your best goalie and the guy that you think gives you the best chance to win. And obviously, fingers crossed that that ends up being Dylan Garand. It would be great to see, uh, you know, a Ranger goalie playing for one of the best teams in this tournament. And we will continue talking about the other two Rangers who will be participating in the World Juniors in just a second here. All right, so we're going to keep things rolling here, talk about the two remaining New York Rangers that are participating in the World Juniors Tournament, and we will start with United States' Brett Burrard, 19-year-old left winger, yet another member of the Rangers draft class of 2020. He went in the fifth round, number 134 overall to the New York Rangers. Burrard, of course, was a member of the gold medal winning World Juniors team last year, did a heck of a job in seven games in that tournament last year. Burrard came up with one goal and four assists. He was a plus eight. His line really kind of brought it every single night. They were kind of uh, the tone-setting line for the United States in last year's tournament, and now he's on United States' top line to start this tournament run here, or that's at least where he was to start in the United States' first game, which, once again, was a 3-2 win against Slovakia. Uh, the first game of the tournament, Berard has five total shots, 
13 minutes and 56 seconds of ice time and was an even plus minus. He also had kind of a scary moment during United States warm-up game. Uh, a player on Finland basically stuck out his leg and sent Berard flying, and it was not good. I mean, he just went down to the ice, and you're worried about him, but obviously he's no worse for the wear, uh, participating once again in the Rangers preliminary round opener. Uh, not the biggest guy on the ice, not by a long shot. Just five foot nine, 154 pounds, but he is a tough, scrappy player, has impressive speed. I, I feel like if he ever makes it to the Rangers, and there's no slam dunk about this because, again, you know, prospects get traded all the time. And not only that, but you're taken in the fifth round. You are certainly uh, no slam dunk to ever play a single shift in the NHL. That's just kind of the nature of the beast. But if he does make it to the Rangers, I have the feeling he has a chance to be a really popular player. Again, not the biggest guy, but uh, basically, for lack of a better term, doesn't take any crap from anybody and uh, plays the game with a high motor and you know, has some of those intangibles, has, uh, you know, a lot of uh, toughness to his game, uh, once again, despite being one of the smaller guys out there on most nights. But Berard currently playing at Providence College. It is his second season there. He has played in 21 games this season, scored 12 goals, and notched 12 assists. He is also a plus four for Providence in that time. And, uh, you know, again, it's cool to see Brett Berard back there and going for his second straight uh, gold medal at the World Juniors. The United States, in fact, has never won back-to-back -back World Juniors tournaments. So that would be a first. And obviously, Brett Berard has a chance to be a part of history there. And something else that's really interesting regarding the World Juniors, and I'm not going to go on too much of a tangent here, but the last nine World Juniors tournaments, the United States, Finland, and Canada have all won the tournament exactly three times. So we'll see if one of them can win four out of ten or some other team can break that streak. And, you know, maybe there's a little bit of a Cinderella story as far as uh, who ends up getting the gold medal in this year's tournament. So obviously it's going to be a lot of fun and we'll keep our eye on everything that happens. But I want to mention the fourth and final New Year Ranger to participate in this year's tournament. And that would be Finland's Kali Vaisanen, 18-year-old right winger. He was taken by the Rangers in the fourth round of this year's draft. He went number 106 overall. Again, another uh, pretty big kid, six foot four, 181 pounds. Uh, he's played 25 games with TPS of Liga this year. He has just one goal and three assists in that time. He's also a minus three with TPS. Uh, so obviously, you know, not putting up offensive fireworks, but it should be mentioned that last year with the TPS under 20 team, uh, Vizanen had 30 points in just 27 games. So it could be a case of Vizanen basically just getting acclimated to the next level of hockey. But, you know, obviously he showed enough to be picked by Finland for their World Juniors team here. And obviously all the best to him. We'll keep our eye on him throughout this tournament as well. But uh, Finland in their first World Juniors game this tournament defeated Germany 3-1. to Vizanen had 11 minutes and 31 seconds of ice time and was an even plus minus. And as far as, you know, how the World Juniors have gone thus far, and again, this episode is being recorded on Monday morning, so we only have the Sunday games to go over, but uh, nothing too crazy. I think pretty much all these games uh, went about the way you would expect, at least in terms of who won. You had Finland over Germany. You had Canada over Czechia. You had Sweden over Russia. Maybe a little bit of an upset there, but nothing too crazy. And you had the United States over Slovakia. So like I said, we'll keep our eye on it. And as far as, you know, the United States first game in the tournament, uh, just a couple of notes from this real quick. Uh, I did want to talk a little bit about Canada. You know, we mentioned Dylan Garan's performance. I didn't really have a chance to, you know, really hone in on that game and, and really pay attention to it and really kind of take notes on it. I was actually recording an episode while that game was going on. But as far as the United States against Slovakia, uh, you know, the United States pretty much dominated for the first 40 minutes of the game. They were up 3 nothing going into the third period. 
Um, you know, if there was any hiccup for the first two periods for the U.S., I would say it was probably the first five minutes of the game. The, the United States took two penalties in that time. Slovakia got a couple of scoring opportunities, but United States really kind of took control after that. They got a five-on-three power play and scored twice to go up two to nothing. Uh, they get a third goal in the second period, so they're up three nothing. It looks like it's going to be, uh, I don't want to say a cakewalk, but it looks like uh, the United States is pretty much going to uh, have this game well in hand. Instead, Slovakia comes back. Uh, they score a couple of goals in the third period. They end up pulling their goalie, and the United States just barely holds on. Slovakia had the puck pinned on the United States side of the ice for the last couple of seconds there. thought Brett Berard played well. Like I mentioned, he didn't get on the score sheet or anything like that, but he had a couple of scoring opportunities. There was a play where he went up the left side and showed some really impressive speed, kind of veered toward the right. It almost kind of reminded me of how Julian Gauthier goes toward the net sometimes for the Rangers, you know, that 45-degree angle, uh, but a lot like Gauthier uh, in too many instances. Unfortunately, Berard was not able to finish his opportunity. Uh, it was good burst of speed there and got around the defense in pretty well. And I think Berard's going to have a really nice tournament for the United States, but just could not convert on that scoring opportunity there. And like I said, we'll continue to track the World Juniors. Rangers are going to be the priority. They'll be first and foremost on this podcast. They're going to be starting uh, their season back up again on Wednesday against the Florida Panthers. Fingers crossed that it goes off without a hitch. The Rangers can start with a win, but certainly we'll keep an eye on these World Juniors as well. I know a lot of people like myself really do enjoy this tournament. A lot of fun seeing guys, uh, you know, as prospects before, uh, in most cases, they make their NHL debut. So like I said, we will continue to track this tournament as well. Uh, that will pretty much do it for today, though, guys. Once again, if anybody has any trade ideas for the New York Rangers, you have any targets out there, who should the Rangers uh, look to bring in as a rental? Maybe it's more than a rental. Definitely send them my way. You can email me. You can DM me on Twitter. Do whatever you got to do. Uh, definitely looking forward to seeing what you guys can come up with. And in our next episode, we're going to be talking a little bit about the taxi squad for the Rangers. By then, they might have announced the players that are going to be on the taxi squad. If they have, we'll go over those decisions. If they haven't, then maybe I'll throw out some ideas as far as guys who can uh, join the Rangers as part of the taxi squad. Uh, and we will also be talking about the most recent World Juniors results and getting ready for Rangers versus Panthers. Uh, Rangers basically... Jumping back into the deep end, so to speak. They're starting their season back up with matchups against the Panthers and Lightning. So that's not going to be easy, but uh, something that I think a lot of us are definitely looking forward to and a good barometer as far as where the Rangers are thus far in this season. Uh, but that will do it for today, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time. Thanks for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It is free and available on all platforms.